The message you're about to hear has been made possible by the continued financial support of the friends and partners of Faith Hill. To find out more about how to become a partner, be sure to visit faithhill.tv. Are you ready for the word this morning, Faith Hill? Are you excited? So we are finishing off with a series, God is good, so what's up with this? And this morning, the sacred cow we're going to kill is it's not in God's time. So often people give this as a reason for not receiving what Jesus has given us. It's not in God's timing. And we're going to gather some evidence from the Word today. So get ready to be in the Word the whole time. Is um, God has given us one way to live life in order to receive what Jesus has done for us. There's a way for us. And I want to say to you that every barrier or every blockage that can ever be in your way, Jesus has already removed that. But the way we get to live live is the way of faith. When we believe, we will receive. So I want to say to you this morning, God's timing is Jesus. God's will for you is the word. It's Jesus. And that is our reality. So the moment you ran to Jesus, what happened? He saved you. When you gave your life to Jesus, he accepted you immediately. At that moment, you didn't have to wait. So this is what the Lord wants to show us, that receiving from God still happens in exactly the same way. There is only one way, and that is by faith, by believing. God never said, if you can find it, you're not going to find it, you can try. God never said, it's not my time. God is saying, this is my time. The way you live now, this is your time. Jesus is the answer. Ephesians 3 verse 17 in the Passion Translation, we all know the scripture in the New King James, it says that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith and that you've been rooted and grounded in his love. But listen to the Passion, it says, then by constantly using your faith, The life of Christ will be released deep inside you and the resting place of his love will become the very source and the root of your life. I hear something here. The moment I believe in Jesus, he has come alive on the inside of me. In other words, we don't live life by ourselves anymore. We live life by Jesus. And then if you need some resting place today, there's only resting place and that's the love of God. The love of God coming alive in your heart will give you permanent rest. As children of God, this is the way we live. This is the place we live from. We don't live by striving and doing. We live by resting in the finished work of Jesus. So if you want some faith in your life, you want to have you have to receive some love first. And let's look at what this faith by love works like. You can play the video. We walk by faith and now if the airplane loses pressure, oxygen masks will drop automatically. While remaining seated with your seatbelt fastened, grab the closest mask and pull down. The yellow cup goes over your nose and mouth like so. 
always put your own mask on first before helping others. Put the mask on your own face before you help others. It is our natural response, especially with children, to want to help them. You think you're in a crisis on a plane. I promise you, you're going to reach out to that child first. But this is the word that the Lord, the picture he gave me, is if you want, we are called to love others. We are called to live by faith for others. But you are not going to be able to help someone else if you don't receive the love from God first. Because that is how life works. Life in Christ works by love. You can't love others if you haven't received God's love first. You can't have faith for others if you haven't received that love and living by faith. So when I asked the Lord, what does this look like? He said, just put your hand in my hand. So faith for me is simply putting my hand in the hand of Jesus and trusting him to walk with me through my life to the greater things. Because I want to promise you today, there is always greater things with Jesus. What you have right now is not, might not look great, but I promise you, there is a greater thing. I have learned it is the word of God in my heart that allows me to access, to live in these greater things. Gloria Copeland said it like that. She said, it's not mind over matter. It's word over matter. If you have a matter... That's negative. It's the word over that matter that's going to change that matter. It's always the word. It's always. And it's my faith in that word that will allow me to receive the very life of God. We experience the life by faith. We live by faith and not by sight. This is what we always say here every Sunday. Now, Psalm 34 verse 8 in the New King James, David is saying, he says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. I always wondered about these words. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts him. Now, this word taste is the Hebrew word taham, which means to eat. Pastor Henry was talking about we're going to do some eating, okay? When we love our loved one, we're going to encounter with them some eating. We can eat the goodness of God. You are, that is what you are called to do, eat the goodness of God. And when we eat food, what does it do? It nourishes us. It fills us. It satisfies us. It strengthens us. So when we live from this place of the fact and the promise and the truth that God is good, it's going to strengthen you. There's nothing that depletes our lives like that idea that God is not good, that God maybe didn't hear me, that God is not there for me right now. No, God is good, and we're going to eat some goodness, and then our lives is going to produce the fruit from it. So... Jesus made it possible for us to experience and enjoy the goodness of God. The goodness of God is there for the whole world, but that does not mean that the whole world lives from that place. And then in verse 9, he says, Oh, fear the Lord, you his saints. There is no want to those who fear him. Now, we're not scared of God. We don't fear him. We reference him. He's number one in my life. And because he's number one in my life, because I always run to him, there's no want. Now, this word want is the Hebrew word makso, which means deficiency, lack, need, and poverty. If you have a need today, there's no lack in the one who put God first in their lives. Faith means 
We are positively expecting to see the goodness. We need some expecting in our hearts. And I always say, if you don't expect it, don't worry, you're not going to live it. You have to expect it. That's the beginning. That's what hope is too. It's a positive expectation. So faith is taking what God has given me through Jesus. But faith is then always using. It's also using it. It's, it's a life word. Faith is a life word. And friends, God is not the variable in what we receive. We are the variable. I choose you choose the way that you are going to live. That's why God said in Deuteronomy, he said, choose life. Because when you choose life, you and your descendants will, will live from that. When I know and I understand and I believe that God is good, I will experience it. Hebrews 11 verse 1 in the New King James says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. This is, uh, it's the first time I actually notice this, that this scripture starts with now. And which tells me that faith is now. Faith moves at the speed of now. And then it says that faith is the existence, the substance, it's a thing that you can touch. The reality of what we hope for. But it's also the evidence, the proof of what we can't see. That's when you believe you actually already have in your hand what you needed. In other words, in life we need a substance to take us, because we live in the natural, from the natural to the supernatural. And that substance is faith. There's only one way, it's faith. Because hope is expecting a blessing in the future. But faith is already taking now what God has already given me. It's finished. That was Jesus said. It means it's done. And God expects us, you and I, to see done what Jesus called is done. Sometimes I, I, it just completely dazzles me that we still think there's another way or another reason. No, Jesus said it's finished. Tetelestai, it's finished, it's done. So for me it's done. And that is why you and I can live in the now what happened in the past. It happened 2,000 years ago, and we live in it now. That's why Peter says in 1 Peter 2.24, by whose stripes we were healed. We were healed. And when God puts a promise in the past, he authorizes us, but he expects us to do the same. And the word of God that we put in our hearts will bear fruit. It's like when you believe that moment that seed is put in the ground, and it is starting to bear fruit. Not before it. You have to believe it. And if you believe it, you will see it. But the believing comes first. And there's such a beautiful lesson from Lazarus, the life of Lazarus. When Lazarus died, because we know Jesus really loved Lazarus. And he was very sad. But he only got to Lazarus four days later. John 11, verses 38 and 39. 38 says, Then Jesus after groaning in himself, came to the tomb. It was a cave and a stone lay against it. Verse 39, Jesus says, Take away the stone. Martha, the sister of him who was dead, said to him, Lord, by this time there's a stench, which means he was stinking by now. She was actually preventing Jesus to open the cave, just for feeling for Jesus maybe, sympathizing with him, I thought. But what was Jesus' response? We get that in verse 41. It says, Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead man was lying. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you 
that you have heard me. Jesus, the only example for life and abundance that you will always, ever, ever have, said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. This is how we're going to pray when we need healing. Father, I thank you that you've already healed me. That is how he, he fed 5,000 men without the women and the children because he looked up and he thanked God. Look up. That's what faith does. Faith responds by thanking God because faith refuses to see anything contrary to the word of God. The word is my ultimatum. That's my truth. That's my number one. It's, it's like we see that what we want, our health, our provision, our peace, everything. We see it as a finished work in Jesus. This is what God said to Abraham. He said, I have made you a father of many nations. I have made you. Abraham didn't have any children at that time. There was no children. But Abraham took that word and he made that word a now word for him. He believed, he held on to that word for how long? 25 years. And then his son was born. But every day he lived his life as if God has already given him a son. Because he knew he could trust the word of the Lord. You can trust God. That I can promise you. You can trust God. His word is true. Faith that believes I have what God says I have means I act accordingly before I see it or before I feel I have it. And I think so many times our emotions really kill it for us because we go with the emotions. Joshua, the story of Joshua, we were singing about Jericho. That was when the Lord said he was going to release Israelites because Jericho was between their promised land. It was, it was blocking their way. So they had to walk around Jericho for six days, not saying anything. And then on the seventh day, the Lord said when the trumpets sound, they had to shout and then the walls would fall. Joshua 6 verse 2 says, And the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have given Jericho into your hand, its king and the mighty man of valor. Was the walls down by that time? No, but what did God say? See, Joshua, look, Joshua, behold, Joshua, get the picture in your mind, Joshua. And I believe this is where this miracle happened. And then verse 16, Joshua said to the people, that was the seventh time, shout, for the Lord has given you us, you the city. So Joshua and the men put their victory in the past tense because they believed. Jesus said, God said, see, and then they saw the picture, so they acted as if the walls had already fallen. And at that moment when they shouted, the walls fell down. Now, I want to say to you this morning, faith in God is, the, in the promise of God, is God's timing for you. God's timing for you is the moment you believe him. Verse 27 says, so the Lord was with Joshua and his fame spread throughout the country. I had to use the scripture to tell you that God will make you famous when you walk by faith. You are maybe the only Jesus that other people will encounter in this life. And the only way that people is going to experience Jesus in their lives is by watching you walking by faith. 
watching you revoking in miracles, watching you laying hands on people and people are healed. That is you. Each one of us, when you are become a believer, you are the one. Not the one behind you. God is saying, you are the one. In Luke 17, we have the 10 lepers that cried out to Jesus. The story tells they cried out to Jesus. Remember, they couldn't go to him. What did Jesus tell the 10 lepers? He said, go and show yourself to the priest. What Jesus actually said to them, I've given you my word that you're already healed. I've given you my word, so go and show. And we know that on their way, they were healed. The story of Jonah. Jonah didn't listen to the Lord. Jonah actually ran away from God. And he ended up in the belly of a fish. But it says in Jonah 2 verse 1, Then Jonah prayed to the Lord his God from the fish's belly. And then in verse 8 he said something. He said, They that observe lying vanities forsake their own mercy. Jonah put his suffering in the past by calling them his symptoms lying vanities. And this is why the Lord gave us this word, so that we can call the symptoms of bad finances, the symptoms of a sickness, lying vanities. When are we get to that place? I am on that journey, and I thank God for his word, because we are growing every day, that we can become so bold that we can tell a symptom, you lying. This is not God speaking to me. I will not respond on this. This is not my story. So, Jonah walked away from the Lord. He brought the suffering on himself, which means we can walk away from the Lord. So, unbelievers, for me, the sure son of um, forsaking God's mercies. Because God's blessings is a yes and an amen to each one of us. But they don't qu come automatically. Church, they don't come automatically. They don't fall on you. You have to believe for them. Even in Hebrews 4 verse 2, it says, The gospel that was preached to those people did not profit them because it wasn't mixed with faith. Which tells me, you and I have to mix, mix the gospel with our faith. And then it will profit us. Can I have the umbrella, please? I have this picture. Thank you, Julie. That... In Cape Town, where I come from, it rains a lot, okay? And you definitely need an umbrella because you don't want to get wet because the chances you will. And what do we do when, when we have an umbrella and it's raining? You're going to have it older. You're, you're going to hold it over your head. And the picture the Lord gave me in the night is that the Word of God is my umbrella. It's my protection. It's my truth. It's my reality. But did you know that I can walk out from under the word. And what makes me walk out is unbelief, basically. The moment I walk out from under the word, that's unbelief. So we're going to stay under the word. And when we stay here and walk with it through life, it will be our protection and our truth and our reality. Thank you, Julie. So the word of God is the umbrella that protects me and saves me. So look, let's go back to Jonah 2. What did Jonah's faith look like in verse 9? Jonah responded with thanksgiving and the fish vomited Jonah out on dry land. Thanksgiving. 
is your spitting out. Thanksgiving is going to be your jumping out from that deep hole that you've been sitting in for a while. We don't need to be depressed. We can be spit out from that. And thanking God is the way. What a way to start my day. I think it's about two years ago that I really battled to wake up in the mornings and I get up at five and I was like, Lord, you have to help me with this. Why am I... You know, sometimes you go through a phase, just didn't want to get up and the Lord say, just say thank you. And that's my mornings, saying thank you, Lord. And it changed my whole life because thanksgiving opens the door to everything that we're waiting for. Faith is now. Faith means that we are seizing, that we are taking hold. It's almost like you're grabbing it. I think the picture is when someone holds a bottle of water, you're not going to say, oh, please, 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 I'm so thirsty, can I have some water? No, you're just going to grab it because you're going to die if you don't drink that water now. Sometimes we get in situations that we might even die. Let's take it now. Faith accepts all God's promises and we says, thank you. You. So the blessings for the transfer or the responsibility for the transfer of the blessings is ours. And that actually freed me up to a lot of things. Just think about it. You don't need someone to pray for you. We don't. It's wonderful if we pray for each other. But God has given us a way to actually receive from him personally. And that's why saying, thank you, Jesus. This is mine. Faith means we are living in the now because of what has happened in the past. So faith also means that I move from the natural into the supernatural realm of God. And the picture we have for this is Amos 9, verses 11 to 15 in the message. This is a picture of the finished work of Jesus. And this is a promise that the Lord has given me for Faith Hill Church for this morning. Verse 13 says, yes, indeed, it won't be long now. God's decree, it won't be long now. Things are going to happen so fast, your head will swim. One thing fast on the heels of another. You won't be able to keep up, child of God. Everything will be happening at once. And everywhere you look, blessings. Blessings like wine pouring off the mountains and hills. I will make everything right again for my people, Israel. And Jesus has made everything right for you and I. And he gave us immediate actions to what he has done for us. In Luke 4, verse 18, it's Jesus said, he said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who were oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Amen. Verse 21, and he began to say to them, Today the scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. You see why we are gathering evidence? Because faith is now. The Lord is saying to you, today when you hear this word, whatever word it is that you need, it is fulfilled. It is now. Today this word is fulfilled in your hearing. God's word is the foundation of our lives. And it is God's word, not my good works, not my ideas, not my perceptions that will bring the change in my life. So all we have to do, hear the word, believe the word, and you will live 
the word. Jesus made the miraculous possible for us. He is, he is actually, I believe, Holy Spirit is calling people right now to step into the miraculous power of God. We don't have anything fulfilled in ourselves or in other people. It is fulfilled in him. So remember when Jesus cursed the fig tree. He cursed the fig tree. When did it die? Immediately. Immediately. When did the disciples see that it died? The next day. Does that matter? I want to tell you it doesn't. When we curse bad things in our lives, it dies immediately. Immediately. Matthew 14, verse 22. You can go read from verse 22. It's when Jesus walked on the sea, he came towards the disciples. Matthew 14, 22 says, Immediately Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side. This is... Uh, painting a character sketch for us of Jesus. For him, everything happened right there at that moment, okay? So this happened four o'clock in the morning. Jesus came walking on the water towards the disciples. They were petrified. Listen to what he says to them in verse 27. He says, immediately Jesus spoke to them saying, be of good cheer. Uh, it is I, do not be afraid. I just love the scripture because it really ministers to me that when I am scared, Jesus will speak to me immediately. He doesn't wait. He doesn't wait. He responds on us immediately. I think this is one of the most important ways for us to receive from God is to believe that he actually responds. Because I hear so many times when you pray for people, they will say, God's not talking to me. He's not speaking to me. I can't hear him. Sometimes we have to let go of the things that I can't and I am not and just hear what he's saying here. Immediately he responded to them. And then verse 31 says, and immediately, this was when Peter walked on water and then he took his focus off Jesus and he started drowning. What did Jesus do in that moment? Verse 31 says, And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught Peter and said to him, Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? Jesus stretched out his hand immediately and he caught him. And this is really a word for someone this morning, that Jesus is coming to you to help you. His response is immediately. He is available immediately. All that you and I have to do is what Peter did. Peter, Peter reached out his hand and he grabbed Jesus' hand. Right, grab. This is what faith does. Faith reaches out and takes what is mine. In Matthew 20, there were two blind men sitting on the side of the road. They heard that Jesus came past and then they cried out to him and they said, Most have mercy on us, son of David. Matthew 20, 34 says, So Jesus had compassion and touched their eyes, and immediately their eyes received sight, and they followed them. Immediately. Jesus' compassion. What does Jesus' compassion look like, church? Immediately. Immediately. Mark 1, 29, we read about 
Peter's mother-in-law, where she was healed. The disciples told Jesus about Peter's mother-in-law. So Jesus went there. Verse 31 says, So Jesus came and took her by the hand and lifted her up, and immediately the fever left her, and she served them. Just note here, Jesus didn't start talking to God. He did something immediately. Now, if we go to the account in Luke 4, verse 39 says, So Jesus stood over her and rebuked the fever, and it left her. I want to say to you, I want to propose to you, this is what Jesus' compassion and empathy looks like. Someone, or Keke asked me this after the service, because with children, when you pray for your children, often we feel, and I know my kids have said this to me, Mama, don't preach to me. I just needed you to hug me, or I needed you to feel sorry for me. But look how beautiful Look how beautiful, and I want us to share this with our children. Because what did Jesus do? His compassion looked like this. He rebuked the fever. So compassion is not, Jesus didn't sit with her and held her and just stroked her hair or made her feel better. No, Jesus' compassion looks like this. He rebuked the fever. You need to do some rebuking, church. That's what compassion looks like. We can love people by telling the bad thing to go, by telling us you're not welcome anymore. Rebuke the fever. It says, and immediately she arose and served them. This was so immediately that someone who was really sick a moment ago could get up and serve the people. That is the compassion of Jesus, getting up and serving people. You call to serve people. Why? Because God had compassion on you. He gave you his son so that you could live in health, in wealth, in peace, in love, in everything that he stands for. Jesus didn't have a, some excuse. No, he just did it. I love it. Nike, just do it. Child of God, just do it. In Mark 1 verse 40, Jesus cleansed the leper. This leper came to Jesus and he said, listen what he said. Jesus, if you are willing, you can make me clean. How many times we think that? If only God is willing. That's another sacred cow. God is always willing because Jesus is God's will for us. Then Jesus answered in verse 31. Jesus stretched out his hand. He touched the leper and he said to him, I am willing. Be cleansed. Receive this word this morning. I am willing. Be cleansed. Friends, faith is spoken. And when I speak faith, God responds with an answer. God responded with a yes. And then Mark 1.42, And as soon as he has spoken, immediately the leprosy departed from him and he was cleansed. Let's go back to the account with Jesus when he walked on water. In Mark 6, it was another account. Verse 50 says, For they all saw Jesus, and they were troubled, and immediately talked with him and said to them, Be of good cheer, I not be not afraid. I, I feel the Lord is working in our hearts, and there's someone that feels like God is just keeping them hanging. It's that, just that waiting thing, that... It's been so long now. I am so tired of waiting. I am so tired of hanging or dealing with the same thing. And the Lord is saying, immediately he talked to them. God is talking to you today. 
God is calling you to just have faith in him. Just because that's how we're going to connect with us. God wants us to respond to. That's a relationship with God. It's a, it isn't a one-way situation. It's two people. It's me and God. We're in a relationship. In other words, when he gives me a grace instruction, I'm going to respond on that. And when I respond on that, I receive that. The moment Jesus got in the boat, the storm ceased. The disciples worked with Jesus. Jesus got in the boat and the storm became still. The moment Jesus get in your boat. Sometimes I think we forget to invite him into the boat of destruction, into the boat of sadness, of sickness, of depression. Finances. I mean, finances can really take your focus off everything else, even off Jesus. But if you're, like Pastor Henry says, there's, there's the grace connection again. It's giving. Do that. I remember our testimony was that my husband said, no, this doesn't make sense. And then I said, yes, it does. If he says it, let's just do it. Let's try it. And God says, test me. We, start, we never had money. We only had money for the first two weeks. I'm talking about years ago. First two weeks of the month. If I opened the fridge, there was nothing and we decided we're going to do it. We're going to trust God. And we started tithing. But there was no, it was like humanly, it just looked terrible. That was the first month of our lives. We had food to eat until the end of the month. Trust him. It's his will for you to flourish in this life. Faith in Jesus will change everything. Jesus loves you enough to calm all your fears and anxiety immediately. Jesus will answer you when you reach out to him immediately. Jesus will move into the boat with you immediately. Faith in Jesus will calm the storm immediately. Faith in Jesus transfers us from the natural to the supernatural immediately. So the question is this morning, why don't we see more immediately? Why don't we see more now? Faith is now. Why don't we see? Now, this is truly a word from the Lord. It's that it's now. Right now, right here. Why? Because we don't expect it. Anyone who expects me, Jesus said, will do what I've done. John 14 verse 12, he says, Anyone, not someone, Anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done and even greater works he will do. Anyone who accepts me, who expects me, will live the life that I've given them. Now we know that hope is an expectation for something good in the future, for the blessings. Hope is seeing something on the inside, what you can't see on the outside. But faith Church, this is the good news. Faith takes that which is on the inside, what we can't see, and it brings it on the outside so that you can live it. So expect to receive immediately. So what does expectation look like? And I'm going to close with this this morning. Expectation looks like thanking and praising God. When you expect something, it's a natural response to say thank you. If you're not in a thanksgiving place, it means you're not expecting something. It's easy. It works either the one way or the other way. When you expect, 
That's why as children of God, we are walking thanksgivers. We are walking happy people, excited people, because we can expect. And our scriptures are Acts 16, verse 25 in the New King James, which says, But at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. Now, we know they were thrown thrown into a terrible jail. They had stocks on their feet. They were, I'm sure, beaten up, hungry, everything. But listen what happened. They were praying and singing hymns. Verse 26 says, Suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken and immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's chains were loosed. Just take note, not just theirs, everybody's. The moment we live a life of thanksgiving, that will benefit even the lives of others. It says, suddenly there was an earthquake. And I'm just speaking the suddenly of an earthquake, of a breaking, of every bad, of every lack, of every hurt, of every offense over your life this morning. Suddenly, there was an earthquake, and immediately the doors open. Amen. Amen. Father God, Jesus, Father, thank you that you're a God of immediately. Thank you that you're a God of now. Thank you, Lord, that we don't have to wait one day until we get to heaven. Thank you that we can have a picture of streets of gold, of gates of pearl and the pearls, of abundance, of health, of joy, of everything that we would love to have in this life. Because you came to earth, Jesus, and you gave us that life. I hear the Lord is saying, I've already paid the price you don't have to. Get up, child of God. Let Jesus get up on the inside of you this morning. Stand up straight. Father, you're amazing. You're the God of mighty works. You're a God of wonders. And you have made them all available for us. Lord, we just want to thank you. Thank you, Father. When we lay hand on each other this morning... If you feel called in your heart to put your hands on someone, just do it because Jesus has already done it. It's not you doing, child of God. It's Jesus doing it. He's reaching out right now. Lord, I expect the miraculous in this house to happen right now. Thank you, Father, for healing. Thank you for doors opening into a new life. Thank you for businesses starting right now in the hearts. Thank you for every heart that that just that just mix their faith with who you are. Father God, it is done. We believe it and we receive it. Every ailment, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Every lack in this house, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. And lack, you have to leave in Jesus' name. Every depression, I rebuke you in Jesus' name. And in his place, 
God has given you His glory, His joy, His peace, and His life. I rebuke anything that is from the enemy right now in Jesus' name. You are not welcome in God's children's life. We tell you to go and never to come back again because Jesus has given us life and life in abundance. Father, thank you for your son. Thank you that you loved us so much that you gave us life and that life abundantly. We believe it and we receive every gift you have for us. We are finishing off with the lives of lack and the lives of sickness and the lives of everything bad. We are saying yes to Jesus in Jesus' name. Amen. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening. To find out more about how you can become a partner, visit faithhill.tv today.